Hello. Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Dan. And this is our podcast. Eventually. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, so welcome to uh, Milleniating with Gabby and Dan. Whoop, whoop. It's where we talk about things and stuff and happenstances. Yeah. And where we eventually hope to hear your responses and input and grow together. Yeah, we have uh, definitely just chatted about a lot of things we want to do on this. Um, We are going to implement some of those as we go. (laughs) Um, But we're going to try out a few different mediums, see what we like best, and, you know, keep... uh, modifying as we go yeah um one of the one of the uh i'm like trying to think of the things that we didn't talk about in that video we posted i keep just going back to wanting to rebring those things up but we already have that youtube video up yeah we have to go back to that and watch it ourselves and make sure that we actually do the things we said we would be excited to do (laughs) um or we're just gonna make a million first episodes yeah yeah and the first episode's always the worst episode you know what we should definitely just rename this now the new podcast is gonna just be called episode one episode one okay and we can start each each part by saying, "Oh, welcome to episode one, part two hundred. <laughs> Few years into our podcast, we reach those hundreds. Uh, you know, I'm I'm Dan. Nice to meet you uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to keep doing this. But it's hard. It's so hard, especially as and I know I said this in the YouTube video as a young adult, like." So both of us really want to be doing this. Both of us really want to be using this creative outlet and sparking conversation amongst people our age and our and all ages, but mostly our age. And, um, you know, your school year just wrapped up, so now you have, quote-unquote, more free time. And right. I should have more free time, but I wind up just being in bed a lot of that free time or cleaning oh, up that. the house that I'm never in. Yeah, yesterday was such a big, like organize and do laundry day sometimes i feel like i'm not functioning as a human in total because i spend so much time at work and then so like i like to do my three days in a row right so i'll do my three days in a row and then i take the next day to be dead and then i pick up and try to do things Mm -hmm. and by the time i pick up and start to do things i'm like wow i really didn't do anything in the last like five days i don't know from my perspective it seems like you get a lot done i think uh it might be because you have so many plans in your head (laughs) that a lot of things in my head (laughs) yeah when you when you only achieve like 40 percent of what you planned on doing you feel like you failed 60 percent of it yeah but you got a lot of things done sometimes it's just the the dangers of over planning <laughs> yes and i'm definitely an over planner i've always been really bad about like spreading myself way too thin i'm like i'm gonna do this and this and this and have this appointment and get this done here and this done there and then i don't yeah see i'm like 
that but behind a huge filter of anxiety mm -hmm. so that basically what happens is I go like I'm gonna get this done and this done and this done and this done and this done eventually and then I like <laughs> sit down and think about all of it and how hard it's gonna be and how I have to call people but do, should I really call and make an appointment before lunch <laughs> I do that too uh, or should I just wait till lunch is done oh after lunch is done I started reading this book <laughs> and now it's like four o'clock is that is that too late to call and make an appointment? I'll, I, I don't know. I, I'll look up their hours and then like three hours later, I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to look those hours up. I look up I'm like, they closed five minutes ago. Oh, Guess I'll have to do this whole thing tomorrow. On the same way. I actually have three different offices that I need to call and make appointments for. And I wrote them down on a list yesterday and still have yet to do it. <laughs> Oh. I found that if I write it down, I'm more likely to actually accomplish it. But sometimes it just gets transferred from list to list to list until I do it. I went without an eye appointment for like six or seven years. Yikes. Because I was just like, you know, it's not important. My vision's fine. Like, I, I know I should have one every year. But like, really, that's a little bit of money for the co-payment and then I'm gonna buy new glasses when these are working fine yeah and it's one of those things where since my vision wasn't changing I just kind of dropped its priority mm -hmm. and if it's not like a hundred percent high priority for me it does not always happen because no. then I'm like you know what I really need to cook food <laughs> and that that needs to go above everything else I love to cook oh me too I love to cook but I wish I could cook as fast as professional chefs. It's not even that I wish I could cook as well because I make things that like I like enough that other mm -hmm. people also eat it and enjoy it. So I'm okay with my level of skill in that set. What I'm not okay with is how long it takes to prep and cook something that I have physically watched chefs make in 15 minutes. Well, that's editing as well they're well, not but I mean really like I mean like shows minutes. like chopped you know what I mean where like they have yeah. a timer and they do it and they're like here's a whole duck cook it and I'm like what even if I broke that down and cooked it just the leg it would still take the whole time frame to make it yeah well they definitely have some tips and tricks but I don't know I think I think we could do it I don't think speed's our enemy I think uh Sometimes it's just like taking care to make it look good takes a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Um, but it also comes down to practicing like what what order to do things in. Because if you have something that's going to take 15 minutes to cook, you get that in the oven or on the, the stove. And then you'd use that 15 minutes to chop veggies because they're only going to take like four to eight minutes. Right. You start that seven minutes in. And in the end, you're only taking 15 minutes to put everything together. I also frequently miscalculate how long it'll take things to cook. Perfect example. I made roasted potatoes last night. Cut so them up into little cubes. Forever. I soaked them in a little bit of water to suck out some of that starch so that they will cook a little faster. I put them on a pan, and I put them in the oven. And I put them in the oven at 400, which is kind of high. I mean, it's also a new oven, so like I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. But... And they were the last thing finished. They were the first thing I put in the oven, and they were the last thing done. 
And or, I was very. Is passionate. it an electric or a gas oven? It was gas. So, how long did you let it preheat? Like twenty minutes. Yeah. That seems like enough, but I used to have trouble with a gas oven as well. It took a lot longer to preheat. Oh, yay. You should really get one of those internal thermometers. Yay, more things to buy. I don't know if they're too much, though. (laughs) I don't think it's that bad, but... I would find, um, like, burning myself on one somehow, some way. No, I think you'd leave it on the rack. Like, you attach it. Oh, like you clip it on? I think so. Hmm. I was going to get one, but I was... I ended up moving out before I did, so I just, uh, like I said, 100% priority. <laughs> Wasn't too high up on my list, so it didn't happen. Um, but one of the issues I was having was I would go to like bake a cheesecake, and a cheesecake needs to be in like a very specific amount of time at a very specific temperature, mm-hmm. or it's going to be too gooey in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I didn't have the exact temperature of the inside, I, it was I, I failed two of them in that oven. <laughs> and that's when I was just like, you know what? Wrong wrong place to be making these. Uh, but I love, I love making cheesecake. I so, love cheesecake. But yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I would want an internal thermometer for. Because sometimes you set it to 400, but your stove and the gauge might, or the oven and the gauge, they might be a little off. That's true. I should definitely... Jim, what are you doing? He is trying to get our attention by walking around on countertops. So, Jim Jim is Dan's cat. Jim the cat. Jim the cat. His full name is Jimmy Choo. Jim and Amy's cat. And I love Jim. I'm also terribly allergic to cats. I'm not sure if that's come up on anything that we've posted yet. But I'm very allergic to cats, and yet I love Jim. And I love to spend time with him. And I have never seen him do this before. Jim! He's literally walking across the counter, across the sink, <laughs> over to the stove. We just cleaned everything yesterday, too, so, like, this is the first time that there's, like, zero obstructions in his way. <laughs> to be able to go do things. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I haven't sniffed the microwave in a long time. <laughs> oh, Jim. I'm also a lot more of, like, a dog person that's because you're allergic to cats it is kind of because i'm allergic to cats but it's also because not all cats are as social as jim i like cats when that's they're true. social not like all dogs, dogs are social though and i don't like those kinds of dogs well, <laughs> that's just a you problem that means you don't have patience for things that are not immediately rewarding to you that's not true <laughs> that's so not true maybe with animals it is but <laughs> but not in life i am an extroverted introvert once you, once AB you, personality. Yeah. Once you crack my shell, I'm out. There it is. And it doesn't take each session to re-crack it, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. But you put me in a new place and I'll, I'll stand in the corner for a minute. But if that new place has a dog, bam, shell open. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with a cat because I'm terribly allergic. I'm like a... I'm like an extrovert, but I have to make sure you're like not a murderer first. <laughs> That's a good so answer. like, I'm really like quiet and observant, and then once I trust that you're not gonna like stalk me if you know too much information about me, then I'll open up. And I think I'm faster to trust people with dogs because I can tell 
I feel like I can tell a lot about someone's personality by how well their dog interacts with other people. That's that's the thing. If their dog likes you instantly mm-hmm. and you can interact well with their dog, it says a lot about who they are as a person. It oh, yeah. really does. Um, yeah, I think if, if I walk in your house and your dog is, like, afraid of someone walking up to them, mm-hmm. I'm like, what did you do? You right. better have, like, a really good rescue story. Right, this dog better be rescued. <laughs> <laughs> you better explain yourself. You must have gotten him from, like, this dog was, like, chained up outside, <laughs> and you walked up with a pair of, like, loppers, and you cut the chain yourself, and you have a video where you wash and, like, shave the matted fur off of him uh, to an inspirational Sarah McLachlan song. And now you're, like, slowly trying to introduce him to people. I think like, my dogs are the perfect example of that, too. Cause, so both of my dogs are rescues, but I rescued them when they were pups. So they're... Or not both of them. I'm sorry. Gracie's not a rescue. I keep forgetting that Gracie's not a rescue. <laughs> um, but we didn't buy her either. Our, our friends aunt had puppies and they couldn't keep them all so so she was my sister a reasonable adoption yes so um but trudy is a rescue and we got them both and they were puppies and we love them like i 100 percent believe that my dad loves those dogs more than his own children. Mm-hmm. But my dad is also my favorite person in the entire world. So I don't mean that at a slight of my dad. I mean that in that's how much we care about our animals. Yeah. And um, and they're both trained to an extent. You know, they sit when we tell them to. They know when meals are. They don't bite. You know, they're very friendly. They know their tricks. Um, their house broken, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But when a new person walks into our house, it's <laughs> play. You know, it's like, yes, who's this? Oh, my God. Are oh, they yeah, as nice as everybody you. else? Let's go. Oh, yeah, my dogs will take a person out. And I have actually seen somebody walk into our house. And Trudy, Trudy's the younger of our two dogs, but she physically gets up on everybody. And Trudy backed away. And that I was immediately like, whoa <laughs> like my heart sank when i saw trudy back away from a person i was like oh my god what did that person do right. where's the body you buried yes. <laughs> you know and it, it does it says a lot because you know you know how they say owners turn into their dogs like mm-hmm. their personalities tend to match and everything it it's true it really is so dogs are my shell breaker <laughs> yeah you wanna you wanna get to know me very quickly. <laughs> Introduce me to your dog. Yeah. I've gotten really good at you know there you know how there. Are, you think that by now it would be common knowledge to ask people if you can pet their dog. Right. You would you would think because there are dogs that don't do well with new people. Or like and, me, I walk up to the dog and go, oh, "Can I pet you?" and right. then I wait for the person to answer because to I yes. don't want to talk to the person first. Right. Exactly. So I've gotten in a really good habit of doing that, you know, and I'll and I'll do that. I'll walk down the street and I'll go, "May I pet your dog?" and they go, "Of course." And then I go, "Oh, you're so good, you're a puppy. Who's a good girl?" I actually had a patient who their mom, the patient, my patient had a service dog. So her mom was bringing in the service dog, and only service dogs are allowed in the hospital. But it was like, it was this tiny corgi mix. So it was a tiny dog. And I didn't see it at first. 
So I walked in the room and the dog is on the other side of the bed. And I walk in and I start talking to my patient and her family. And mid sentence, I see the dog and I go <gasps> like really excited. And then I immediately pulled all of my energy back and got very serious faced and went, may I pet your service dog? And they went, yes, I've never seen somebody's emotions change so dramatically over a dog. And I was like, thank you. Oh, are you such a good service dog? Are you so good? And, and I was distracted by the dog for like 10 minutes. And then they were like, so did you get, did, what did you come in here to tell us? And I was like, oh yeah, by the way, we changed this medication. I hope that's okay with you. By the way, the building's on fire. Everyone needs to evacuate. Can I carry your dog out of the building personally? Fire alarms in hospitals are hysterical. I cannot lie. We don't do drills often. Like, we do them. Yeah. But they're not often, and sometimes they do go off on their own. But a fire in a hospital is very different from a fire in another building. Because you cannot just evacuate. Right. So our procedure when there's a fire alarm, whether it's a drill or a real alarm, is we close all of the doors. Every single one. And then we wait for further instruction. And so family members are like, why'd you close the door? Shouldn't we be leaving? Blah, blah, blah. And we're always like, well, you're more than welcome to leave. We can't just walk all of these patients out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just for everybody listening so that you know that there is a safety measure. We, if, if people are in imminent danger, we do evacuate them as quickly as possible. But it's not like, you know, elementary school where if somebody pulls the fire alarm, it's, all right, quick, everybody out of the building to your drill right. lines, let's go. It's the same thing with an office building. You know, somebody pulls that alarm, whether it's a prank or a drill, your first thing is to get out of that building. Right. That is not the case <laughs> in a hospital at all. So we all casually walk around, oh, we're just going to close your door, blah, blah, blah. And one time there was a fire, not not in our building, but in the other part of the hospital. Um, I think it was in, it was in like one of the um, nutrition rooms, like somebody, the microwave like caught from something that was being cooked in there. And so they had to evacuate the one unit to be able to clear out the smoke and like, you know, um, make it safe for everybody to be in there. And the other units, you know, once they saw those people evacuating, other people were like, should we be going too? And, you know, the staff had to be like, no. Like, we are told who to evacuate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Believe me, we know how to do this. Hey, buddy. You have I something can. to say? He hears us talking. He's like, I can do this. Go ahead, Jim. be part of this conversation. Did you say something about liking dogs? Because I'm here to pose adorably and scream in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, tell them. Tell them how you feel. We could do this for a very long time. He's just going to make sounds because he hears our voices now. Also, it's raining, and he's been a little spooked of the rain, I think, because it's been uh, so constant. We've had, like, tsunamis the last... That's that's an exaggeration. But we've had uh, yeah. really severe thunderstorms the last, like, three weeks. Oh, uh, it's... It's just been, like, tropical rainstorms where... Yes. We will have, like, very clear skies, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, an entire inch of rain will pour down in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it'll clear. When I was driving into work the other day... And they, they said there, like, could be spot storms. Like, they just pop up and go at pop-up storms. That's the word. Mm -hmm. And I was driving down 95. I could see the wall of water I was approaching and all of the brake lights in it. And it was 
very scary because I was like I, I had to like gauge how quickly to hit my brakes because I wasn't sure if the wall of water was moving in the same direction as me or towards me and everybody was braking but you don't mm -hmm. want to brake too hard because the people behind you and the other a couple weeks ago though one of those first first couple like severe storms we had my apartment complex got struck by lightning oh wow did i tell you about that no listen okay so we were standing in our kitchen and we heard the lightning strike i shrieked it scared me i jumped we knew it was close by and then within an hour we get a text and it was like oh my god are you okay we saw your complex was on fire and we were like it what <laughs> and our complex isn't for those of you listening, our complex isn't a building of multiple floors of apartments. It's like a neighborhood of townhouses, but then there's like up first floor and second floor apartments. So it's it's pretty. But there's reasonable connection. Yeah, there is reasonable the connection. Fire so could it, spread. there were like there were four apartments that wound up getting affected by the smoke and the strike and everything. But so we heard it, but we we had no idea it had happened because the response was so quick to it. And they got it under control so quickly. Like, we didn't see the smoke. We didn't smell the smoke. We didn't hear the sirens because it was on the other side. And we had the TV on. And and so we were like, no, we're fine. But, yeah, it was genuinely caught fire because it was struck by lightning. That's crazy. It was crazy. You it's could electric. see the streak down, like, where the fire started, too, on the outside. You could see it. It's I don't like, know that dance. We can work on that. I don't want to know the dance. You, you should know the electric slide. It's. I think it's the only line dance I don't know. But there's two of them. Two electric slides? Yeah. There are? Mm -hmm. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's two. Yeah, we'll work on that one day. <laughs> we'll put it on YouTube. Yeah. For y'all to watch. Or we'll make it. Dance video, everyone. Oh my god. Gabby learns. Gabby learns the electric slide. That'll be a YouTube channel. Gabby learns things. <laughs> I need to learn a lot of things. <laughs> that would definitely be an interesting video. I will learn it before the video, and then I'll teach you, and we'll film it, and we'll see it. We'll test both of our skills, me as a teacher and you as a student. <laughs> Deal. I have a very, like, weird set of skills and knowledge uh, yeah i do too it's very it's very random i, I really like to things. watch how-to videos and like read up on random things that i would n really never conceivably find myself in a situation that i need to use them <laughs> like i just have a lot of information i'm probably never going to use in my brain because i thought it was interesting at the time some things are interesting though mm -hmm. like just just to know I, I love telling people random facts. I love watching, like, knife sharpening videos. And this is something that I found because I like to cook. Like, watching cooking videos eventually led to, like, cooking utensil videos. Which eventually led to, like, I made this knife out of a piece of brick. And it's, like, the weirdest things where they, like, they'll just take something and they'll chisel it down and shape it and then they'll like use all these fine grain stones and they'll like slowly like sharpen the edge and then they'll just be like look how this like brick can now slice a cucumber that could be useful in an apocalypse if you have all the tools <laughs> yeah if you have 
one random fact that I know is that potatoes have more potassium in them than bananas. Yeah. Like when people think of potassium, they're like, oh, eat a banana. But actually, yeah, potatoes are very potatoes good. are significantly higher in potassium. Mm-hmm. However, raw potato is the only form of potato that I do not enjoy eating. Who eats them raw? I don't know. I eat, but I eat cucumbers like apples, so like I feel like I could potentially eat a potato raw, but I've never tried it, and I don't really want to. I don't know of anyone that eats potatoes raw. There are people who eat onions raw. I would eat an onion raw before a potato. Really? Yeah. What What would you eat raw before you ate a raw potato? Somebody Somebody comment that or tweet it at me or mm-hmm. comment it on one of my Instagram posts or something. I want to know. What yeah, do you what, eat raw that's strange? Or what is something that you have eaten raw that you've realized was probably a mistake I after did the that. first bite? I ate raw garlic once. Oh, I was just thinking of garlic. I ate, I ate a clove of garlic once, and this is why I ate a clove of garlic, okay? Because I love garlic. I okay. love, it's my favorite seasoning. I am 100% that person that they talk about in memes where the recipe is like, oh, use two cloves of garlic. And I'm like, oh, great, so six? And that's me. And then I add more garlic powder, you know, for extra zing. So... And garlic's really healthy for you. It's mm-hmm. one of those seasonings that, like, if you cook with it, it's really good for you. Um, I think they sell capsules, like garlic oh, capsules yeah. now that you can take, too. And um, I know in some cultures they use raw garlic, like we use tea. Like, when you're sick, they're like, ah, oh, eat some garlic. So I was like, huh, I bet it's not that bad. So I took the clove, and I, you know, I peeled it and everything, and I pop it in my mouth, and I'm looking at my friends, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I take the first crunch, and I go, Oh, this isn't so bad. I lift and I take the second crunch and it punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. It's got this heat to oh, it, yeah. it is that spicy. you don't get when you cook it down. Uh-huh. And my friend said that my face like sucked up <laughs> like I ate something sour. And I, I didn't want to spit it out because I was already so committed and spitting it out wasn't going to do anything. And another random fun fact I know is that if you have garlic fingers... If you rub parsley between your fingers, it helps remove that scent. Um, so my next genius idea was to stuff a handful of fresh parsley in my mouth. I was cooking with both of these ingredients. That's why I had them on hand. I didn't just, like, go out and buy parsley and garlic to eat them. Were you making pesto? <laughs> I was I was making something Italian. Okay. I think it was pesto chicken. I think that yeah. was my thing. Um and so that was my next smart idea was to take a, a like little bush of parsley and just stuff that in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Does not work the same on your mouth as it does on your fingers. But no. No. But uh, I have a very similar story. Share. <laughs> so um, I did know that garlic was used medicinally. Um, and at my first teaching job, I... I got strep throat four times. Oh, yeah. I heard it's good for your sinuses. So, uh, according to the the tales, garlic and onions are good for, like, killing bacteria and viruses. So, I had first started to feel my throat get sore, and I had already had strep throat twice in the past, like, year so this was like four or five months after my last bout with it. 
So I like I was like, you know, maybe if I eat this clove of garlic, it will keep me from getting strep throat. So I, <laughs> I took a head of garlic up to my room and like a paring knife and like every 10 minutes I cut a quarter off of a clove and popped it in my mouth and just like choked it down and look I love garlic too um and the spice isn't really what got me it is it's spicy like like a horseradish horseradish type of spice I thought it was spicy like Indian food spicy so it's not like a heat that sticks with you though it's more like it stings up front and then it's gone it it doesn't taste spicy yeah but it feels spicy like when i eat like buffalo wings that tastes spicy and has that heat yeah i've had dishes of indian food where i was like wow this smells really good it doesn't look spicy at all and you know somebody was like it's got like a little bit of a kick to it and i was like great and i took a bite and it tastes great and you swallow Mm -hmm. it and then the heat gradually comes forward yeah and i'm like what is in my mouth that's how i thought about garlic except it came on really suddenly not gradually yeah see i think my description of it is more that like you bite in and it instantly stings Mm -hmm. like i need i don't even feel like it burns as much as it's just like a bunch of little needles stab your throat you know that's a good way to put it too actually yeah and then afterwards it was kind of just gone whereas like if i eat a pepper it feels like actual fire yeah but it does it has that spiciness to it and yeah i kept uh i kept taking quarters of the garlic and eating it and for the next 24 hours all i could taste was garlic um it sticks with you it does it really does i heard that if it's on your fingers, you can rub your fingers against like stainless steel and it'll take it off. I always found that like dish soap worked well. Yeah, washing them with like heavier soap like that, yeah. like not just hand soap, heavier soap tends but to work. But there's not really an easy way to get it out of your mouth. No, not at all. Even like even if you chew gum, like I'll throw a yeah, big no. gum in my mouth or something, it doesn't it doesn't get rid of it. No, I gargled Listerine and it's still Yeah, it hangs still, out. It's hung around. Um it's like it's I feel like it's like jalapenos too, right? Like, so jalapeno peppers, I was cooking with them one time and I had a friend who did not know that the seeds and the inside part were what made it spicy, not like the pepper itself mm-hmm. really doesn't have that much spice to it. So I, I had them all diced up and stuff. She picked up a little piece and tried it and she was like, oh, this really isn't that bad. And I actually really like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. So then she picked up a whole one and bit out of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. And it was too late. Oh, I love that. And, uh, and she was like, what is, what, why it's my is. my favorite way to eat jalapenos. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't give me the opportunity to tell you. Surprise. I want to grow some more again this year. Fresh jalapenos are so good. Yeah. I love gardening. Let's save that topic for another one though, because Definitely. I could go on a whole other tangent about gardening. Well, just food in general. I have a lot of different stories about. We will talk about food frequently. Yeah. I don't eat to live i live to eat (laughs) i i think about food all the time Mm -hmm. as i was driving over just finishing my lunch i was already done eating i was like "Mm, there's chick-fil-a down the street from dance i was like well i just ate i just ate doordash Mm. see now we're gonna get chick-fil-a and we don't need it right now i don't know right now it looks like we might have to swim to chick-fil-a 
It was totally, like, clear as I came over, too. Oh, yeah, this started after we started recording. Weather's crazy. I saw the clouds coming in, but it's funny because the amount of rain that's coming down looks like the sky would be black, but yeah. there's there's a good amount of light getting through. Yeah. It's still, like, bright out. Are we descriptive enough for you audio listeners? <laughs> it's it's gray, but not deep gray. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, off-white gray It looks right now. like a light pair of sweatpants. Like a light <laughs> pair of sweatpants. Yes, like that heather gray. Yeah, exactly. Heather gray. That is what it looks like outside right now with a ton of rain. Falling. And then if you look down, it looks like the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Outside of the window. It is very different. <laughs> uh, well, that's the weather corner with Gabby <laughs> and Dan. Um, would you like us to describe more things in nature from our window? From our very exciting window. That you cannot see. Uh, I think that's a good place to call it for this cast. Right? Did we talk about anything important? don't have to we shared some fun facts yeah oh we did have a i did have a segment we were gonna ask about like upcoming debates yeah let's end it with a question so with the uh that is a good that yeah that's right we did talk about that so let's um we're gonna end this with a question and we're gonna try to do that with all of our cast actually because we do want to hear from you guys we want this to be some sort of interaction so the end are at the end of this cast question is uh what political topic are you looking forward to hearing about from it's our the, the democratic debates because we're in the primary season and in the, at the end of this month i i believe next week um sometime next week we should have the first democratic debate and what they did, since there's so many candidates, is they split them into two debates. Oh, good. For the first one. Um, and they did a random drawing to see who would go where. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not even like, who are you looking forward to seeing? Because they're not all going to be on the same stage and they're probably not all going to get enough time to really go into, into what they want. Right. Um, we are going to get to hear about a few a few things though and i'm i know what i'm excited about but i think uh maybe we'll save that now cuz we're we're asking the question now you give us your answers and then next time we can uh read some of the feedback and then give our answers yeah definitely for, for a topic definitely so and it'll we won't we won't answer this question for a couple a couple podcasts will yeah. there will be a little bit of a break in between um each one till we get enough responses <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much which sound you know it, it just gives everybody an opportunity it gives us an opportunity to do the other things and you know so so what's a topic that you are looking forward to hearing about like what is something you know i i kind of want people to put aside you know the the huge main things that are being talked about right now um, I mean, I, I guess not. Well, no, it's, it's up to you. What are you excited to hear about? Because 
Um, there's so many different things and everyone, everyone has something that's really important to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one reason we get so many different political views from the people that, uh, try to represent their constituents. Um, there's so many different viewpoints and, and topics to represent. So, so what's yours? Yeah. What do you care about? What's the, what's the top thing right now? And, uh, or, or alternate, what's something you would like them to discuss or, or like to be brought up to some of our politicians? Cause sometimes I feel like the, I mean, they don't cover every topic, but sometimes I feel yeah. like they talk about the same thing over and over and over and over. And I'm like, get to this, get to this. A lot of times they end up talking about what's really topical and not about things that have been going on for like a long period of time. Right. Or that... they're too busy saying, well, so-and-so did this instead of saying what they're going to do. Right. Yeah, so. Well, you can look at the news and say like, oh, if I talk about this, the news shows are going to put a new uh, sound clip up because it's a topic they've been talking about this week. And so the, the media and what's being talked about influences what is talked about and then that kind of feedback loops into it being a more important topic at that time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we can already t- tell what's going to be talked about. We know the main issues that are going to be brought up, um, but that doesn't mean that those are the issues that everybody is looking to hear about, per se. Right. Um, for me, especially, because I already know what most <laughs> most of the candidates viewpoints are on the main issues no do you well they're pretty they're (laughs) pretty clear clear, about what they feel like on the main topical issues sometimes you want to hear something else um but yeah we'll end on that what yeah so now that we've repeated ourselves five times what topic are you looking forward to hearing in our primary debates and even if you aren't registered democrat that's fine uh you can uh chime in with what doesn't mean you can't listen chime in with what you're your thinking as well and scene yeah so we'll chat next time yeah bye keep on millenniating yeah keep on millenniating keep on keeping on you millennials bye